is Shayna. And Chris. And we are Bad Queers. If you came out of the closet and got put in a box of stereotypes you don't belong to, welcome to the Bad Queers Club. No Bad Girls Club. We are not taking this from you. Just welcome to the Bad Queers Club. <laughs> this week in Queer Urban Dictionary, I have Quarantine, mm-hmm. uh, which is the more fab, queerific way of experiencing this quarantine. It's not to be confused with the straight, boring version, quarantine. Not to be confused. So that normie breeder shit. It is quarantine. We're made for this. We're creative as fuck. Quarantine. Mm. Best way to quarantine is to quarantine. Mm. What about you, Shana? What's your queer urban dictionary term? My queer urban dictionary term of the week is queerbait. When a brand or people try to sell off the LGBTQ plus lifestyle or experience to get them invested to find out it was all a lie. Used in a sentence, the shows and movies like Sherlock, Once Upon a Time, and Frozen 2 have been criticized for queerbaiting as the love interests were fucking queer, but nobody wanted to point it out or commit to it. But we're not upset. Nope, we're not mad. We just got our hopes and dreams all excited and they queerbaited us. Out there teasing and baiting us as they always do. It's disrespectful, Mm. honestly, and I hate it. Tale as old as time. Tale (laughs) as old as time. Okay? That's Stop it. baiting us. They baited. And I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm going to write letters. I'm going to let them know that I am a queer woman yeah. of color in America and I'm upset. <laughs> yeah. Strongly worded letter. Let them know. I need to. That's it. Chris, did you learn anything new this week in terms of our definitions? Um, I did. I definitely did. Queer bait is an important term because it just happens all the time. Again, like it is, it happens in a lot of industries. We saw the probably the peak of it during World Pride last year, mm. um, where there was just everything pride everything and queer rainbow <laughs> things that you, you know, but not like really. The Listerine bottle didn't need to be. Yeah, didn't yeah. need to be. Right, all the yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, we peep game. We peep game though. We peep it. Well, it's time to hear about the stories we don't get to hear. It's queer news time. My first story is jumping all the way over to Idaho, a state that we normally do not go to unless there is foolishness. And today there is foolishness. The Idaho governor signs not one, but two anti-transgender bills into laws, which has been so frustrating to watch this whole process and to just see a bunch of cis white men coming up with a storyline just like they did with the bathrooms in North Carolina and actually work their way into law. So the legislation was approved by Governor Brad Little. It was a ban on trans people from correcting their birth certificates and stops trans girls from competing in gender-aligned sports teams. So there was a federal law in 2018 stopping people from changing their birth certificates because it violated the Equal Protection Clause of the Constitution. But somehow they worked around that curve and made it into law this time. And then the sports ban is for all public schools, colleges, and university because they say, quote-unquote, trans women athletes have more physical advantages. And naturally, this was highly supported by the Republicans in the House. Of course. Right? And it's just like, you're watching this happen. There's a few other states that have these similar bills that are going on. I believe Arizona had one, a couple other states on the East Coast had it. And it's just like, how could you go back from the federal law that was like, no, that's under the Equal Protection Clause of the Constitution. It's like, hey, Constitution is law, blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, nope, let me just change a few commas and words around to make it so that, one, you can't be who you are. 
And who are you to say, like, you can be who you are. And then to say that all trans women who are competing, they're just like, you naturally have physical advantages. It's like, I've played in sports leagues where I'm playing against trans women. And that's not always the case, nowhere near the case, things like that. They are, with this law, they're putting so many trans women and trans girls in harm's way because if they do want to compete, they're going to have to go through all of these rigorous tests that are automatically going to start creating traumatic responses and having traumatic experiences. And then it's like, oh, guess what, Idaho? Doubt that you have any mental health support for any of these people to come through. And it's like, it's like, why go through this? What are you so afraid of? People need to do their research. And it frustrates me. And people of Idaho, trans people of Idaho, I feel for you. Everybody else in Idaho, do your goddamn research. And let kids be kids. No matter their identity. Mind your business. Mind your business. Like, you know, that's on brand for Republicans because Mm -hmm. they build everything off of irrational fears. And it's just like, this is what Idaho's focusing on at this time in this new world. Like, that's what they're focusing on. But that Republicans are going to Republican. You know, I'm leaving it at that. Republicans are going to Republican. Chris, what story do you have this week? Um, mine is a entertainment story and it's just more of a, it's my opinion piece. Mm. Um, with Lena a good opinion piece. Oh, about yeah. Lena. Yes. Here I come. Here I come. <laughs> with my opinions. Uh, Lena Waithe and when black artists make mediocre art is an article that I read. Um, it's from a couple weeks back. And just as a back background on this, uh, Lena Waithe has launched her new series, 20s on BET, which basically is loosely based on her life uh, as a production assistant and as an aspiring, you know, Hollywood writer in her 20s. So I was excited for it when she announced that she was going to do a show about uh, centered around a masculine of center character, Black character, since that is not uh, a thing big facts. Um, on TV or just in art in general. Mm, double big facts. And I'm pleasantly surprised that it it's pretty good. I mean, I think it's pretty good. And I, I'm maybe I'm giving it extra points because there's no queer black woman representation, especially masculine of center or just a stud on TV. And I understand that we should art can be critiqued. You know, other people may have other opinions about this, but I think that we have to cut Lena and other black queers slack and just queers in general, because it's just we don't have a lot of POC queer art out there. I don't see myself reflected in a lot of uh, queer movies or programming. And we got to start somewhere. You know, I think that we grade on a breeder scale of things as we do with most, most things in our life, uh, where it's just like, this isn't as good as some of the other shows that you see that do have cis or breeder characters on it. And we just have to let us kind of grow and develop since this is all new territory to even be able to tell our stories on a major network not to mention it's on BET and you know for us that are are black that is no small feat (laughs) to have a queer show on BET I Mm. mean you know that's that's huge Mm. so I like the dynamic of the MOC or masculine of center lead Hattie which is first off I love the old name but she has straight best friends, which I identify with because I didn't have, like, I didn't grow up with a queer posse of friends and people. So a lot of my friends, and definitely during my 20s, were mostly straight women or, or people. 
And it's just good. I think it's a good show. It's, it's light. The music's good. The storylines are ones we've seen before. Like Hattie is clearly uh, has something for her older cougar boss who has something clearly for her. Um, Hattie is struggling with a straight girl tease, which happens all the time. And yeah, just living her life and, you know, fucking up um, as we all do in our 20s. So I say all this to say it's not without its faults. It's art, so it could be critiqued, but cut her some slack. Like it's, it's not mediocre by any means. It's not insecure by any means, but give it time to grow. As a TV person, you know, the first seasons are kind of weird because they're just trying to find their footing. So just give, give her some time to grow. It's going to inspire other and probably better people of color queer art. So let's just roll with it. You know, you, you got to support these shows because oftentimes, you know, it's a one and done if it's not successful. So it's not garbage. It's not mediocre. It's a start. And I think we should just support those who are trying to make art for us in the mainstream. Ooh, you just you just came out here and dropped. I don't even think you dropped the mic. You threw the mic at the audience I, as you should I, have. I that did. Was it. I and did. I, I want to go back to the part where you said about we have to cut our people some slack. I don't even think it's at the point of us having to even cut black people some slack. It's more so the la- latter part of what you were saying. You need to give us a chance to create as much shit that's on TV mm-hmm. as cis white people have like and that goes for like any poc background something like they cut off one day at a time after a few seasons and we're like oh yeah we have this whole latinx family that's going through and creating their life and doing things and it's quality comedy and they're like oh sorry it's not bringing in as many people as we need so we're gonna kick it off and then thankfully another program picked it up and saw the value it's like Give us a chance to create all of these stories before you think that we're supposed to come out here and put out the first perfect story. Yeah. You know, like, like, I, I just don't know what we expect. Like, or it's just, again, we're just, we're, we're grading this off of watching breeder TV all the time. Like, yeah. of course they like, yeah, no, it doesn't compare to, you know, other shows or even look at a pose where it's just like, it's Janet Mock and it's Ryan Murphy, but Ryan Murphy is OG writer. Like he, mm-hmm. Tuck, you know, uh, all of his shows he's been mm-hmm. on for a while, but it's like, not everything's perfect that, you know, yeah. someone like a Ryan Murphy does, but at least he's given these chances. So like give uh, Lena's her chances. Now she's not without other faults. And I think that's also what's clouding it is that Lena did prop herself up as mm. this person and as kind of this, not a savior or icon, but you know, she's out there about just kind of carrying us on her back with things. And has, she is misstepped like a motherfucker, but you know, she is. What do we want to talk about that for us? Are we talking about it? No, we're, we're not bringing uh, it up. Not, we are not. We are, we are not, not going to bring it up. Mm-hmm. No, another mm-hmm. day, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, the last time I checked, just a, as a side note, I think she still has her wife all over her IG. So, the inner um, <laughs> we kind of know we we'll, i'll leave it there so oh, we'll man. leave it there okay so see you my know. face oh man i know that they agreed to divorce i i can check right now but last time i checked her wife is still on her ig so you know let things develop people even that see let, let that develop. develop i'm not even <laughs> oh i want to but i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it my next story <laughs> i'm trash i cannot I'm like, I'm here for the gossip. Let's hear the background. I mean, oh gosh. Oh, all right. Pride festivals worldwide are putting on digital pride. 
We hate to see it. We know we do. We know we do. We don't want pride to be online. We want <laughs> to be in person. But they have had hundreds of prides canceled due to the Rona. And it looks like it isn't stopping. But good news is put June 27th on your calendar for a world digital pride. Apparently, pride organizers across the world are planning for a full out LGBTQIA plus celebration showing the best of the best in our communities. But my question is, is it sponsored? Are we going to continue on this track of having these corporate sponsors in the digital space? So while it is something positive to look at, I need to know more details. Like, how are these people going to work together? How are they going to uh, bring it out? Is it going to be one of those where it's like a 24-hour streaming that goes across the world? Are we having digital parades? Like, I want to know more details about it. But they have set a date according to Out Magazine. And I'm interested to see the updates from there. And hopefully, we'll be able to keep you as updated. But I'm still holding out hope that in the fall in the US, uh, hitting in September, that we'll still be able to go to those prides. While it is far and few, I know I will be partying at Oakland Pride. If it is still in person, I hope for the best. I hope to see you all there. But I'm interested to see the logistics of Digital Pride. Yeah, it's going to be super interesting to see. And then when you think about it, like what, what's a valuable online pride event you know besides the parties because that'd be fun you know it's, yeah, yeah. it will literally be a world pride i mean the other mm-hmm. ones obviously you had a lot of travel a lot of international folks and mm-hmm. really, i mean this could be i mean really a world pride since we can all just meet up at the same place online yep. but i'm very interested to see what's done like what formats there are and yeah just seeing just how that goes you know so. yes same And will breeders crash that too, as they are doing our physical ones? You know, I'm coming for them. I'm coming for them today, today, tomorrow, forever. On brand. It's going to be the next t-shirt you make. Yeah. I mean, well, first off, we live in a breeder world, so you can't not talk about them. We're just living in their world. So I'm just wondering, you know, if they they crash the online pride too, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you know, we can't have nice things. So I feel like that's At a all. very strong. Vibe. Yeah, I think the secret is also out that we are the be- definitely the strongest and best partiers out there. So, you know, that they know that they know it's a party and it, it's live. So, yeah. Yeah. And now yeah. it's like legit live. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> legit live. Real oh, life. God. Man. All right. That's all we have today for LGBTQ plus queer events. We will transition off. Chris, what is next? Uh, We're getting into our bad queers advice segment. So am I a bad queer? Uh, The source of this podcast and just going through these scenarios of are you a bad queer or not? It is our advice segment. Send your questions to badqueerspod at gmail.com to be featured. And yeah, that's, that's our advice segment here. So I'll start off. And this is from Jen. So I literally just came out to my family about liking women. Oof. I dated one guy and did very little with him. I bet. I've liked women since I was young because I always. <laughs> I'm done with how you're reading this. Like, I know my ad libs. I'm sorry, Jen. <laughs> my ad libs. Right? It's like Amigos type ad libs. <laughs> so I 
uh, let me go back. So I literally just came out to my family about liking women. I dated one guy and did very little with him. I've liked women since I was young and have always had dreams about other women, but I've never kissed a woman. I've never had sex with a woman. I'm just always looking at other women because I can't help it. I need some advice because my family keeps asking me how I know I like women. Thanks for any help, Jen. Jen, girl, you are not straight. Um, that, is, <laughs> that is for sure. You are not a bad queer oh, that at all. Oh, man, that's how. Yeah, Jen. Well, Jen, just to answer that question, I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna. You know, I was gonna like warm her up a little bit, but I mean, damn. Okay, you. You know what? Yeah, Go ahead. Go ahead. Right to the shits with Jen. Talk your talk. Um, Talk and talk to Jen. Jen needs this advice. So I just want to give it straight to Jen. You're not straight. Um, (laughs) That you're not a bad queer either. You know, I want to make a compliment sandwich here, but (laughs) you're, you're not a bad queer. These are, these feelings aren't unnatural. And I think that you need to explore it, but explore it in your way. You don't have to have had kissed a woman or have sex with a woman to know that you're attracted to women. You know, I bring this up as a person who has known that who was born queer and knows that they were a lesbian all their life. It wouldn't have, even if we had, you know, lesbian content when I was growing up, I wouldn't have watched it. And I would watch, you know, show the word breeder again. I watch breeder shows and movies and just all I would do is lust over the woman. So it does, it really doesn't matter. And that was before I acted on it and I didn't act on it until college. So it doesn't matter that you haven't acted on these feelings. These feelings persist because it means something. So Jen, go explore it, explore it your way. You know, I I would definitely seek uh, out if you don't have queer friends, um, make some online or in person to just kind of help you uh, and guide you through this or just you know, general advice, but, you know, Jen, explore it. Like there's nothing wrong with just seeing if you actually do want to be in a relationship with a woman or, or women, or, you know, it, it may be something else. Maybe you are purely bisexual, whatever, Jen, just explore it. And there's nothing wrong with feeling that you, with these feelings and yeah, I, I guess that's the advice I have for that. Just explore your feelings. You Shana, do you have anything it. to this? You are on it. This was, <laughs> you're like, well, you're not straight. So glad that no. we have, you know, definitely not gently definitely brushed not over that. But Jen, I also want to point out the fact that you're basing all of this on the experiences that you feel like you should have had, what I assume is by this point in your life. Like, I don't know how old you are. I don't know if you're, a fresh coming out or if you are later in life coming out, but your queerness is not based on your experiences. Like period. It is about how you feel. And if that feels right to you, then that's what it is. So people don't always understand that because they're like, well, prove it. It's like, how do you know you like that piece of cake if you've never had it? And it's like, you don't know my life or my taste buds. It's <laughs> right. like, you're, you don't, you don't know. Like, and people don't know your life but you know your feelings. You're like, here are the things that I have felt. They are true to my heart and that's what's happening. So own you. You're not a bad queer. Plenty of queers are actually in this situation right now. And some of them are on the opposite end where they're very confident that they're queer and have no shame in it and are talking about it openly, but they also have not physically done anything. And that happens sometimes. Uh, So don't 
lean on that. You just go and be you and you don't have to prove anything to your family because this is your life and that's all it is. So I hope you're at the point where you are grown enough to be able to go out and live that life and do those things. But your queerness is not based on your physical experiences. Amen. Thank you. All right. For our next Am I a Bad Queer, we have a message from someone who'd like to stay anonymous. So uh, Chris, you have a name that we should call this person. Mm. We're going to call anonymous Hattie. 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 What up, Hattie? All right. Am I a bad queer? I've been thinking about this a lot while in quarantine and wanted to put this on the table. Every time I go home, even though that isn't happening much right now, my family gets me Chick-fil-A. This all started before Mm. we even knew about the shady things Chick-fil-A has filled the news with, but it's a tradition and one that I actually enjoy. Am I a bad queer if I'm not refusing these welcome home meals? Hattie. Mm, 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 look at that. So look. My stomach growled during the <laughs> of this. <laughs> Bible. I, like seriously. I have to like, Hattie, I understand. Like when Chick-fil-A first came out, that was the thing that my parents brought home to me when I came home from college. And I was always so happy to have my milkshake with my nugs, with my waffle fries. And then all of this stuff came out about them and all the things, and now everybody canceled Chick-fil-A. But there are still multiple people who are in the LGBTQ plus family who enjoy their Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. We're a live and thriving community as well. We <laughs> We're like, are we admitted? Is this like a confession right now? Where it's like, mm. I am one of those queers? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I was Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yes, I do. I'm not proud of what the company has done, but there are still LGBTQ plus people who work there and Mm -hmm. I want to support them Mm -hmm. and do all of these things. I eat it significantly less and it is a home tradition. So I can understand where like the home tradition comes in because that's my family's like welcome home type meal is to go and bring me Chick-fil-A. And I'm like, oh, well, it's here. I'm not going to waste food, but... I get where it is. So as long as you are actively aware of what Chick-fil-A is doing and we're working against it, even if you want to, but really own it. So many places have done shady shit and we're still buying from them. I'm like, Amazon is shady. We still buy from them. I'm sure half the stuff that we watch on any of these platforms are shady. We still engage with them. The internet being created, shady, but we're still on it all the time. So there are going to be things about everything that we engage with. And if Chick-fil-A is one of your vices, girl, own it. Yeah, I I second and third that and fourth it. I'm actually going to express this further in our bad queer opinion section later. But all I'm going to say is that there is evil in a lot of companies and all that. <laughs> we started doing this. It is a slippery slope. Okay? I hope that you so. named this person Hattie as well, because as soon as you said the evil, all I could think was like church in the back room. Like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I know, right? All these are in, in, in it. It's all intermingling too. So again, I listen, no one, no queer person wants it like stands by what Chick-fil-A supports. Mm. I think that is that is across the board. None of us do that. Yep. However, however, you tell them. Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. is a phenomenal mm. drive-through mm. restaurant with Perfect service. Mm. Perfect products. Tell them. 
And it is a gem to be protected. I'm going to just say it. Say, I'm going to end it there. And it's set. It's done. It's set. It's set. And in and out, for what it's worth, they move in silence like G's or the G in lasagna. But in and out has their, you know, their ownership is pretty religious too. I'm willing to bet they share the same views. Now, they are going about it in a smarter way, PR-wise. But like Chick-fil-A, which both of them are top two drive-through or drive-through, drive no drive-through. No, you're right. That's right. Phenomenal service. They pay their workers living wages and great things. You just cannot. You just can't. You, you not do not take this stand with food. You know, <laughs> not with good food. You're so. like, Hattie, you can come to my house and eat Chick-fil-A. Yeah, Hattie, gone. I had Chick-fil-A yesterday. Mm. Dead ass. Wow. Dead ass. Where was my invite? Yesterday. So where is my invite? You know, it's amazing. And I'll I'll leave it there because I will go into this further during bad queer opinion. Yes, you will. But Hattie, do you. We support you, girl. We support you. Reach out. (laughs) There's a lot of us. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Our next next question comes from Monique. Uh, Monique says, am I a bad queer? I met someone. Mm. It's already starting <laughs> off strong. You're like, I met someone. Right. Well, mm. I mean, that could go a lot of ways. Yep. We clicked and we have been friends for a very long time now. Ooh. This is so gay. I'm loving this. We're both lesbians, but she is my friend first. Mm. Okay. Uh, these feelings, I don't know where they came from, but I think of her when I listen to my favorite love songs. She makes me laugh so hard. Her energy matches mine, but she loves me as a friend while I want more. What do I do? I can't just kill the feelings. They are real. It's a struggle to kind of suppress my feelings while still being a friend. And I'm losing my mind. I am I a so bad, much right now. <laughs> <laughs> am I a bad queer if I continue to wait? Or am I bad queer if I try to date her? Monique. Monique, you set this up for a lose-lose situation, girl. Yeah, right? I know. I would say both of those are... <laughs> Besides the fact that the way that you wrote this thing caused Chris to read it in the way that it was, and I'm sure that's not how you sound, Monique, so I'm going to apologize on behalf of my co-host. It's not, Monique, but it literally <laughs> reads as a 90s R&B song. It reads like a current state of like one of those LGBTQ films that you find in like the back back of Netflix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Monique, I don't know if you heard the 90s song by a, a really good crooner uh, who probably did not get the wages that he deserves, Carl Thomas of oh, yes. Bad Boy Records. Mm. Um, it's called I Wish I Never Met Her. Um, it is a <laughs> powerful song. The lyrics apply to this. Uh-huh. And, you know, she has expressed she doesn't want to take it there. And that is it. It sucks. The feelings don't go away. Right. But you're, you're not a bad queer either way with this, even though you set it up for like a lose-lose. You're not a bad queer. But you definitely would be a bad queerish if you continue to wait. Like there are so many things, and who knows timing wise? If you if you just came back to this, maybe maybe there would be something there, Monique. But if your friend has expressed that they do not want to take it uh, further than what you guys currently have, it is what it is, you know. And I don't think it's about convincing somebody to love you because. Monique, I am sure you're lovely enough to have somebody that you don't have to convince or wait for to love Mm. you now, Monique, Mm. you know, Mm. and 
And what we all know about like, you know, these friendship situations, if it goes bad, you're going to lose both. You're going to lose the friend and the relationship, the, the actual romantic relationship. So is this friendship worth risking? And, and a friendship is very different from a romantic relationship. Living together is totally different. Like y'all could be friends now and kiki and it is all great and roses yep. and you hauling and all these things you have in your mind. But yeah, your friend might not be a good partner anyway. And if your friend is saying that they do not want more, you have to take them for their word. And yep. no, you should not wait. Yes, I agree with this. And it's kind of one of those things where I feel like, you know, you could stay stuck in the friend zone for as long as you feel like being stuck in the friend zone. Mm -hmm. I like it when, say you do decide to go and express your feelings, okay? You have to be ready for the flip side of it. You have to be ready for this person saying no and you being able to handle that like an adult. Mm -hmm. Because then, like Chris said, if you don't, then that could end up, you know, you losing out in both areas. You could lose a friend and you could lose a potential relationship. Like, but if they still want to keep that relationship and you're able to be like, okay, like, great. I totally respect it. And I hope this doesn't make anything weird. I still love to be friends. Da -da -da -da. And you're able to still go around and act like you normally would. Then that could say way more about your personality and mm -hmm. the person that you are and that you're able to kind of handle that like an adult. I feel like so many people go into these situations. They're like, oh, I want to get out of the friend zone. But then they don't know how to handle rejection. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. make the plan for if like, I want you to go and think a positive, of course, get it, girl. I want you to go in with that energy, Monique, <laughs> like you got this. But also on the flip side, please be prepared. People just go yeah. in like, I'm going to think positive and that's it. And it's like, that's not realistic, people. Like, go in with both. Do your studying for both. It's just like, when, you know, you have a pop quiz and it's either you're going to be about the first chapter or the last chapter. You don't only just study the first chapter. You got to study both. Do that. And Monique, you got this. Prepare your at-home movie for if either situation happens, if it's the best day or the worst day. And just be open, be honest, but also be mature and be responsible about it. That's all I got to say. Yeah, and this is probably an unpopular opinion, but it's also a true <laughs> opinion. But if y'all are lesbian friends, then down the road, probably will happen. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that's just what it is. Like, I mean, it, it may happen anyway. Like, I don't think you should just, like, push for it to happen now. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling, we're not telling you to kill your feelings, mm -hmm. but you probably need to pack them up somewhere, mm. you know, for mm. now. Yep. Um, it's just not going anywhere. And if y'all have been friends for a very long time, Mm. if she wanted to take it there she would have so yeah, but you know, you know, I just don't think it's are, there especially core yeah. women oh my god you know yeah. it takes them like a year to tell feelings yeah but it's also like this this sounds one-sided I'm gonna be honest Monique this sounds <laughs> one, this sounds one-sided on hopeful note and then you had to come back to it sounds one-sided man because I want you to get this is Get the real from us. That advice. I, want, I don't know if prepare this. Prepare for the rejection. Comes exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, maybe we should, wait. Look, if no one else should be real with you, it has to be us because you wrote into us. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> we have to, you write in for the, the real. For the gentle yeah. response. That's true. 
Yeah, That's fair no. enough. You didn't I write in for the gentle response. Yeah, like, <laughs> and it's not meant to be negative. It's just meant to be real. Like, again, if y'all have been, y'all are both lesbians. You've been friends for a very long time. You said very long time. Yeah. I don't know how, how much time that is in lesbian years, but Three you weeks. just know. <laughs> Which is like, what does that convert to? Like six months? Yeah, kind of. So it's, it's like, it would have happened. It just would have, like, yeah, don't, don't mess up this friendship when you're not even sure for real if she's worth it. Your feelings are valid. No yep. one's feelings are invalid or they yep. should kill him. But in reality, I just think it would have happened, Monique, if it was going to happen. So, it was know, and it still could happen because that's just how our community is. Like, it may be one day, you know, y'all are watching a movie together and she just looks over and she's like, oh, God, it was Monique this whole time. This you know? is it. <laughs> right, exactly. Or some 80s or 90s love story where it's just, this yeah, happens. But, you know. That has to come in, absolutely. Yeah, but, you know, don't, don't suppress your feelings. Don't kill them, but just move on in the assumption that this isn't going to happen. So, on that I hope note, that helps. Thank you, everyone who wrote in with their questions this week. We feature questions every week on the podcast. So if you have any questions about your level of being a bad queer, please email us to badqueerspod at gmail.com to be featured. On to our next topic. What type of bad queers will we be if we didn't have unpopular queer opinions? So this is one of our favorite segments where we come up with stuff that is most likely going to either piss you off or make you feel way better and there is no in-between. So without a doubt, Chris, I know that you have a really great one this week and I just want to deep dive into it already. So please, what is your unpopular queer opinion for this week? Well, as mentioned before in our Am I a Bad Queers section to Hattie um, with the Chick-fil-A question, I'm literally bumping my bad queer opinion for this to deep dive a little further into the Chick-fil-A thing. I think it's very personal to me. I support it. Let me, let me give you some background. Yep. Whole story. I am... Uh, if you haven't guessed by now, a queer woman of color. Um, I am from the South. Mm. I am an American Black. Um, so we've seen the most struggle mm. of uh, any people. Twins. I'll say that. We yeah. just have. Historically, statistically. I cannot afford <laughs> to turn away from delicious chicken or food. I just cannot. I actually will not because it is delicious. Chick-fil-A is delicious. Their homophobia literally cannot put a bad taste in my mouth. It never will. It never will. I, again, am a queer black woman. Same. I am a triple threat. Same. There's sexism. There's racism. Same. And there's homophobia to deal with. Mm. And quite frankly, Chick-fil-A's homophobia is delicious. And so is in and out and i would fight you on that another point to bring up with all this yes because our queer community is vibrant and it is vast and it is different but if you get on chick-fil-a for what they support again it is a slippery ass slope there are a lot of a lot of companies that are fucked up it just is what it is we could find a problem with everything it's capitalism there's greed everywhere people get exploited People hate you. Again, that is my life. <laughs> it's like knowing and being let down by these huge entities where they attack some part of my identity, right? Fact. But as I mentioned again, 
Chick-fil-A's homophobia is delicious. And they are serving it up in a way that I am okay to accept that, okay? We, uh, as a, an accepting community, we have the, what is Dick Cheney's daughter's name that's queer? Oh. God, what is her name? Liz Cheney, I think. Liz. Liz. Um, hold on. Liz. We have bad queers, really actually like actual bad queers in our midst, okay? There are horrible people within Mary, our community. Mary. That, Mary, okay. Mary. Who is Liz? I don't, don't know who Liz is. I don't know. I'm sorry, Liz Cheney, whoever that is. But, but Mary Liz is Cheney a staunch Republican. Is the, other, is the other daughter, I think. Okay. The queer Cheney daughter <laughs> is also a staunch Republican that literally impedes on my life. You know, a lot of things that I believe in. And there's a lot of queer Republicans and Trumpsters and stuff like that. They are more of a threat to me than Chick-fil-A. As I mentioned before, Chick-fil-A pays a great wage. I've never had a bad experience. Their people are wonderful. Their service is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And the food is wonderful. We cannot just, we, we're focusing on the wrong things. Like <laughs> Idaho is out here passing laws. Back. And we're worried about Chick-fil-A and their delicious eight piece. They also have a 30 count nugget at this point, which is just taking it to another level. You could cater at home <laughs> with a 30 piece. <laughs> Nugget, okay? The mac and cheese is good. I, again, I say all this to say I'm not abandoning Chick-fil-A because they're homophobic. My God, like I would have literally nothing left as a Black queer woman if I took that stance on everything. I would have nothing left. No yep. luxury. Mm. And wh- who does that help? Because if nothing else, I'm glad we put pressure on Chick-fil-A to even just backtrack on some things. I, I, I know they're still doing fuckity fuck shit, but they were able, there was enough pressure put on them. And I'm all here for that pressure. However, not eating Chick-fil-A? Nah, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, that no. is absolutely going to be the least of my worries when the least. there are many other things that so many. disrespect my rights as a person. Because as Chris mentioned, all of the checklists, was like, we are both queer women of color from the South. Like, we're mm-hmm. even both from the same state. We figured yep. this out. And... Mm-hmm. You can't, you got to pick your battles. And this is not the battle that we are fighting Mm -mm. because our taste buds said no. So I support (laughs) you. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And, And that's the thing where it's just like, we have to allow for that though too. And that's why it's a bad queer opinion because it's like, I know there's other queer people that aren't just black queer people or, you know, uh, people of color that agree and it's probably because they have kind of a, a closer relationship to Chick-fil-A in a way that it's like, it's great food. Like it just is like, I would rather spend money there than at a Wendy's or somewhere else, you know, mm. no shade to those other fast food places, but like Chick-fil-A is one of the cleaner, better experiences. Like it just is like, so yeah, that's just how I feel about that guys. And I, I will take on any feedback, negative, positive on that one but no chick-fil-a is delicious and i'm never gonna boycott them here for it thank you for sharing your bad queer opinion uh my bad queer opinion this week i literally cannot with astrology i can't (laughs) i won't i don't know what it is and it's just it drives me crazy why because i go out and i talk to people 
And they come up and they're like, oh, like, you know, we're talking about what you do for work and what you did this past weekend and how nice the weather is. And then they just drop in, what's your sign? First of all, you don't need to know my life like that. Second of all, as soon as I say what my sign is, there's just like, hmm, that makes sense. That makes, that makes <laughs> sense. And I'm like, bitch, you don't know me based off whatever my star sign is. Like, what? I'm like, I get it. Sometimes I read the newspaper or the magazines. I swoop over to the astrology page just to see what fun it is, to see the things. But that does not tell all of the things about me. And when these people who I've just met and had like surface level conversations with, all of a sudden, hear my star sign and then are like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense that you're going to be who you are and this is going to be the energy that you're going to give me. And I'm like, no, no. I know plenty of people who are born on the same day as me and all of us are completely different. So astrology is not going to come here and tell you about me in a 0.5 second span that you know knowledge about this astrology. And then you want me to know my moon sign and my sun sign and my bed sign and my kitchen sign. Like, I don't know any of these things. Like, do not come over here and ask me for my sign and then judge me about it. Like, I don't have time and I don't want to be a part of it. And no, what's your sign? Don't ask me what my sign, you don't know what it is. I just want to know what it is. Why do you want to know what it is? I just want to know what it is. Like, I think it's, you know, it'd probably be helpful for the listeners. Would it? (laughs) Yeah. Would it? Why? So then when I go off of this rant, they can stop and be like, oh yeah, well, she's this. So that makes sense. No, no, no. You say this with an innocent voice and an innocent face. I don't believe you. I'm an Aquarius living my life. Oh. Oh, that makes sense. I'm leaving. You fell right into that too. Thank you so much for answering. I hate you. I'm sure there were other people that were like, "Mm, just like an Aquarius. Just like an Aquarius. (laughs) And that's why I cannot with astrology. Please and thank you. Don't come in my DMs with this. Now I do, I do agree with that. Uh, Or I, I grew up thinking astrology was just a crock of shit and that they would rotate basically the horoscopes every two weeks where it was like, I'm pretty sure this was a Taurus thing two weeks ago but now it's <laughs> like when you read it in like the old school newspaper and you're like yeah it sounded mm, like this other one sounds really or or they're super vague you know <laughs> like where it's just like <laughs> yeah it's just like on the 18th of the month you'll be reawakened to i don't know some shit like that but you know with the internet and with just the share of information and because astrology has been around for a while we are learning more about us as humans mm-hmm. i will say some of these things do make sense, but I do not subscribe to it in the same way as other queer. I mean, it's huge in the queer community, obviously, which is fine. But yeah, this I mean, it's on to- dating apps. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, like it's, exactly. it's on your profiles. It's on shirts. We got apps. I was like, shout out to CoStar because CoStar is actually hilarious and I support them. But overall, like, no, don't judge me the moment that I say what my star sign is. Now, devil's advocate, have you seen anything? about Aquariuses where you were like, or Aquarii, whatever, um, that you were like, okay, yeah, that's me a little bit, but you still don't know me. Is there anything? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You read these things just like when you read a quote off of, you know, some other like page, like Refinery29 puts out quotes during the day and you're like, yeah, this is great. Mm -hmm. Or um, the R29 and Bob, I'm just shouting out Refinery29, go y'all. Um, like R29 Unbothered is like there for black mm-hmm. women and women of color. Like I sit and read some of it and then I'm like, ooh, hmm, that doesn't pertain to me. But this does and this does and all of those things. Right. There are things. There are things that will fit 
and that work. And I'm like, great, great, great. But overall, I know that if I read that, another Aquarii person, another Aquarius, however we did it, you just got that in my brain, would read it and be like, oh no, that's not me. That's how I know. That is true. That's true. And it's like, well, I feel like it's like, it gives you a little bit of directional knowledge about kind of like moods and how you think, because there are things, uh, I say this as a, a Libra Scorpio cusp. Wow. That's a thing. Wow. Um, I don't even know what that means. Where my early, like, since I am a cusp and I'm almost not a Libra, I'm almost a Scorpio. There are things I have a, actually a good amount of Libra friends, but they're more Libra than mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. And I have from, I can see the characteristics from, Libra that I do have, or it's like, oh no, that makes sense. And then some Scorpio traits where it's like, oh, okay. And all that. And I have Scorpio friends too. Um, so like it, it's a directional thing to me where it's just like, okay, like these things make sense about myself, but everything depends on your environment still. And it still Mm -hmm. depends on your upbringing, so many things. So, um, yeah, you, you just have to take it with a grain of salt, but I, I feel you with it being like, not being with it so that's it i wasn't up until recently yeah that was the thing cool great all right it's time for us to close out this show we can't go without shouting out some lgbtq plus brands people things good deeds ended on a positive so chris who do you have to shout out this week i'm actually gonna shout out the read which is my um directional it's actually my um my ministry, um, and, and wow. my, uh, yeah. And my, uh, <laughs> it's been my, my therapy for years since they started, uh, crystals and kid fury. If you've never listened to the read podcast, please watch it. Excuse me. Watch, listen to them there. Well, they do amazing. have their, they do have their show that you can also watch. They do. Yeah. Oh, they do. They yeah. do. They did on fuse, right? Yes. Yeah. So you can um, watch the read on fuse. And listen to them. You could, you could, you could. That is true. But most notably, the podcast is is better. And it's, you know, gone on for over five years now. But I'm shouting them out for working during this quarantine and just getting us through. You know, they're a constant in my life. Absolutely. Definitely inspired this podcast and just like uh, many other po- podcasts. They're, they are queer icons. And yeah, I'm just shouting them out. I'm shouting them out for keeping us sane during quarantine, as they always do, keeping us sane. Thank you to Crystals and mm. Kid Fury, who yes. are my best friends in my head. Yep. And for the expanding the pronouns that were on your breakup with shirts, because yes. my breakup with her sweatshirt is the softest thing that I own. And I am obsessed <laughs> with it. And I appreciate you both for being the unapologetic queer people of color that you are yes all of that yes mm. forever shout out. shout out good shout out that is a forever shout out it might come back mm-hmm. almost weekly yeah oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly <laughs> uh i'm gonna shout out i'm shouting out uh kieran finch so they are a menswear inspired apparel line but they make it for all different types of bodies and their stuff is amazing. They are donating $20 from every order, over $100 to support the Ali Forney Center. In case you're not sure about what or who Ali Forney is, 
It is the largest LGBT community center helping homeless youth. It is named after Ali Forney, who was a trans youth that was murdered in 1997. So if you have the means, if you've cleaned out your closet and you're trying to level up and get your next professional stuff for that next Zoom meeting that you have to take, go over there, support queer-owned businesses. They're a queer-owned business. I've met the owner in person. They're awesome. Uh, and in return, you are supporting a great cause, especially in this time when we can't have our queer youth on the street more than ever. So put your dollars over in the queer community. and. That's it. Nice. Yes. I was like, definitely get get that uh for the Zoom meetings or top up, you know, or waist up for your Zoom. You said Zoom top meetings. up. That's it. Top up. <laughs> <Right>. Top up. <laughs> That's it. Just like this week. You just need to get some shirts, do things. That's it. Looking nice. That's it. All right, yeah. y'all. That's all we have for today. We will see you next week. Take care. Can we talk about things? I'm so sorry that I'm coming. Hello?